0: in this inspirational episode we focus on the power of resiliency to overcome struggles obstacles and life-changing incidents today's guest is sam morris he is the founder of zen warrior training now sam's inspirational story starts in 1999 when he was hit by a drunk driver and left paralyzed from the waist down determined not to become a victim of his circumstances sam learned and created a system of mental And physical training based on Zen philosophy meditation and somatic disciplines that healed his mind and body and fortified his spirit now Sam is a keynote speaker he's also a life coach he's been featured all over the place in magazines podcasts and radio shows gentlemen make no mistake about it don't bring excuses here Join us in this dynamic conversation about how warriors free their mind by never giving up, no matter what life throws their way. Stand by. Welcome to the Man of War Podcast, where we forge men into warriors and get them battle ready for the game of life. Learn warrior hacks that strengthen your mindset, self confidence, courage, and personal protection skills unlock a life that embodies a warrior spirit for dynamic success in life and in business. If you're joining us for the first time, you're tuning in to the one and only podcast that empowers you to achieve greatness by living the warrior lifestyle. Each show, we interview elite men from around the globe and delve deep into their mindset and daily rituals, uncovering their secrets to success. I'm Rafa Kande, founder and creator of the Man of War movement. Join me on this life altering journey where we recharge your mind, body, and spirit. Rise the night, my brothers. Welcome back to the Man of War podcast. My name is Rafa Khande and I am your host. Today's episode is super inspirational. Sam Morris is a guy that knows what he is talking about. He's going to break it down for you so you can disseminate some super valuable information and tactics and techniques that you can add and implement to your life right away. Gentlemen, just a quick order of business. If you enjoy this podcast, please stop by iTunes and leave us a review. It'll mean a lot to us. That way we can stay high on the iTunes standings and we can disseminate and share this information with other solid warrior-minded men throughout the world. On another note, if you have not done so already, stop by ForgingAWarrior.com. That's ForgingAWarrior.com and check out our warrior development program that is growing weekly. Join hundreds of other warrior-minded men just like yourself that have stepped up and strengthened their warrior spirit, their confidence, and their courage, and they're seeing a huge change just even after 30 days. Listen, you're going to get virtual training lessons. You're going to get Q&A sessions, you're going to get webinars, you're going to get manuals and booklets, you're going to get podcasts that are not issued on uh, iTunes, they're specifically for our Warrior Breed members. Check this out, man, at ForgingAWarrior.com. All right, guys, so let's jump right into the show, whip out your pen and paper, and take some notes. You're going to get inspired. Let's hit it. Sam, welcome to the Man of War podcast, man. It's an honor to have you on.
1: Thanks, Rafa. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Awesome. Hey, listen, Sam, right to the point here. I want you to introduce yourself for my audience here and let them know who you are and what you're about.
1: Okay, great. Well, um, I grew up on a blueberry farm in uh, rural Maine and uh, lived in New England for the first 25 years of my life. And, uh, I had just finished leading a bicycling trip across the United States for nine teenagers in 1999 uh, when a car accident left me paraplegic, a car accident caused by a drunk driver. And so that obviously changed my whole life. I had to go through all the trauma of having lost my whole lower body. And uh, I spent the next few years really working on Healing my body and healing my mind uh, primarily healing my mind uh, you know the body the body's fine, but the the mind going through the healing of trauma and moving beyond that is a tricky tricky thing that takes time so I did that very intense, intensely for a number of years um, in in and out of hospitals and stuff like that and um Eventually, I realized that this was actually my greatest gift to offer other people. Um, I had done so much work on empowering myself over the course of the years. Uh, people would come up to me and say, "Man, I can't believe every with everything that you've been through. Like, how the hell are you doing? What you're doing? Like, how how are you able to have such a positive outlook? And um, how are you able to stay so healthy and and have such a sharp mind?" Uh, Like, you know, I'm going through this little thing with this uh, divorce, or I'm going through this thing with losing a job, and it's just totally crushed me, and yet you're just rocking it. And uh, at a certain point, a light bulb went off, and I realized, oh, okay, what I'm meant to do here on this planet is to really find out exactly what my system is. Like, what am I doing? What is my philosophy? How do I think? How do I live? And basically dissect that so that I could teach other people how to do the same thing and then apply the same type of skill set to their own challenges to overcoming whatever they're working with so that they can live more fulfilling lives.
0: That's phenomenal. That's, uh, how long were you in the hospital for?
1: I've spent a total of over two years lying flat on my back in hospital beds, Damn. and I've probably spent close to another two years lying flat on my back at home trying to heal. And this was all from pressure sores, decubitus ulcers. Uh, this is something that's really common with people who are paraplegic, uh, paraplegic, quadriplegic. You lose the sensation um, you know, below your level of injury, obviously, with paralysis. And then you also have atrophy of muscle tissue and a loss of circulation, de- decreased circulation. So with those factors involved, you have to be very, very, very careful. It's like it's like your ass is basically like as fragile as your eye. And so, um, yeah. In fact, I've recently been dealing with a sort of a, a smaller one um, presently that has had me. Uh, really limiting the amount that I can do for the past few months since the end of June. They take some, a long time to heal. And I've had to have multiple surgeries on them in the past. So, yeah, over two years in hospital beds, another two years lying down at home. So, yeah, lost about four years of my life to that type of situation. But it, it really, you know, it taught me a lot about resolve and resiliency.
0: So, Sam, talk to me about what was a turning point in your life? When was it that you said, Hey, you know what? I'm not a victim. I'm not going to lay here in bed day in and day out. I'm going to step out of this box and do something because I am a fucking warrior.
1: Yeah. You know that, that started right off the bat. Like when I, when my injury happened, I was not going to let anything stop me from living a fulfilling life. Now, that being said, I still had to go through kind of waves of dissociation with myself, like trying to sort of figure out who and what I was after my injury happened. It's, um, It's really hard to describe to someone who hasn't been through some type of really traumatic injury like that. But when you're 24 years old, you're at the prime of your life and you lose the ability to walk, you lose your sexual function, you lose your... Bowel and bladder control. It's like a really challenging situation. So, in, on the one hand, my mindset was, you know what, I'm going to take this in stride and then I'm going to do everything that I can to not get pulled under by this. On the other hand, the circumstances of my life were such that I kept on being forced into hospitals and forced into downtime. That was certainly not by choice. None of my staying. In bed was ever by choice, it was by absolute necessity. And so, for me, it was really not so much about like when am I going to engage or how am I going to engage or having that sort of pivotal turning point as much as going through that intense trauma and deciding in each moment. Uh, the longest period of time I spent in a hospital bed without even sitting up was seven and a half months. And I had to decide in each moment, all right, am I going to let my circumstances define my mindset or am I going to choose the mindset that is going to empower me? And it was like a moment by moment choice. I could easily, easily go into victimhood if I ever wanted to. And I had every excuse to, every excuse. No one would look at me and be like, yeah, there's no reason you should feel like a victim, you know. Like I had every excuse to go there, if that had been my tendency. But my mindset was such that, you know, I knew I wasn't going to go there. I wasn't going to go down that rabbit hole because that's a that's a tough place to come back from.
0: That's that's a great story. I mean, building your mindset and that resiliency. I mean, it, I I'm I'm assuming it got stronger and stronger as it went. You know, you went through it. And, uh, so tell me a little bit about your company. I mean, basically, uh, what led you to starting, you know, Zen warrior training? I mean, what was it? Was it something that inside of you, uh, you were just saying, you know, I got to get my message out or was it just that, you know, that you needed to make some money?
1: Yeah. So it was a combination of things. Um, back in 2013, um, was when I started Zen Warrior Training. And I'd been doing a bunch of random jobs. I'd done some music production. I'd worked on a, a TV show in Hollywood, um, worked for a music licensing company. But I didn't really feel like my unique skill set was being, uh, I, like I was taking advantage of it. And I was just kind of, I felt in a lot of ways like I was kind of spinning my wheels with these jobs that were fine, they weren't bad, but they just weren't really, they didn't feel very purposeful. And, uh, and so, like I said, I had had all of this input, all this feedback from people who said, man, like whatever you do is really inspiring. I want to learn how to do it myself. And then I realized that that was my business model and it was time to start a coaching business based on what I do naturally and what I've learned to do and what I continue to learn to how, how to do because I still see myself as a beginner in this as well I am both sort of an expert in my field and a beginner at the stage that I am with my own development you know so I'm constantly pushing my edge forward so in 2013 I saw this as a perfect opportunity for me to feel like I was living a life of purpose and that this life could, could be like a tour of duty for me. And so I decided to start Zen Warrior Training. I, I found, found the name because I thought, well, what, what are my values? What, what am I doing and what are my values? Well, my values are peace of mind and centeredness and being connected to oneself, being out of my head, being connected to my power. That's very Zen. And then the warrior part is that's the best way that you can crush life, is to be centered, peaceful, calm, serene inside of yourself. And then you have access to all of your authentic energy. Does that make sense? Totally. Totally.
0: Yeah. Gentlemen, just a quick break in the action. Go check out our powerful brand new documentary, at forgingawarrior.com forward slash warrior film. That's forgingawarrior.com forward slash warrior film. Also, for those men that want to step up and make a change, we're having the Warrior Dynamics two-day camp in South Florida, December 9th and 10th. Check out all the information at facebook.com forward slash warrior breed movement and go to the events tab and you'll see it there. And go ahead and sign up. We have about seven spots left at the time of this podcast. All right, let's get right back into the show. Yeah. Now, sometimes we talk about warriors and we talk about, you know, uh, going out cool. there in battles and fighting and, and, you know, enduring hell and all that. But in the end, a warrior, a true warrior, um, has that clarity of mind and that peaceful spirit because ultimately that exactly. is your goal man i mean that that is your goal i mean living exactly. with an internal battle that that's not you know that's not where we want to be and you're exactly. a example. you're a great example of this where you know you stepped up and and you literally you know fought through it i'm sure you had many internal battles but you i'm assuming here that you got to a point where you started having that clarity of mind and that balanced spirit Mm-hmm, so talk mm-hmm. talk to me about your daily, you know, program. I mean, I mean you, you seem like you're fit, you know, how did you fit in um, you know, gym and, and working out and I and, um, talk to me about that. I know you're an adventure guy, so we're gonna get into that in a minute.
1: Yeah, so my normal routine is working out five days a week, um at the gym and I'm just keeping my my body in good shape. Um I also do a lot of uh, movement practices and dance and stuff like that, things to keep like the, the energy flowing in my body. Um, I find that's really important. you know, it's one thing just to build muscle. It's a whole other thing to really engage with one's energy and really have fun. Um, I, I incorporate a lot of breath work uh, to really activate deeper um, engagement inside my body. Um, I find the breath is the most powerful tool we have. In fact, I have a story for you about the breath. If you want to hear it, um, there's just there's a there's a need to have a full body experience of one's energy. In my opinion, and I find a lot of people where they limit themselves. They might be sort of strong on the interior on the exterior, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's that there's like this inner cultivation of strength that can happen at both the physical and the mental level. And that's what I'm always going for with my routine, finding ways of cultivating that energy and that strength from within, you know, very much al- along the lines of sort of an Eastern approach, you know, like the, the whole Bruce Lee approach, you know, he was as much philosophical as he was, um, physical, you know? Yes, he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, Bruce Lee was one of my uh, mentors, somebody that I've followed uh, since a very young age, and and you're you're right. I mean, he was a a philosopher, and he was you know very deep into you know the art of breathing and 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 having that connection of body, mind, and spirit. Yes. Did you did you? I mean, as far as. Did you study any type of meditation or, or, or Zen or you know, anything like that?
1: Yeah, so I, I moved out to Los Angeles in 2001 because I had started working with a, um, a movement specialist, one of the most extraordinary mind-body uh, trainers, teachers in the world. Um, her name was Emily Conrad, and she's di- she died a few years ago. Um, but she started a program called Continuum Movement, um, started it back in the 60s, and continuum movement was my way of learning how to engage on a deeper level with my entire system, with my mind, with my body, with my breath. And um, I initially started continuum because I really wanted to uh, become able-bodied again. That was my objective. Was to sure. become able-bodied again, and she, uh, she actually had worked with people and helped them, people with paralysis, and helped them to overcome their paralysis. And I thought, well, if there's anyone out there who's done it, like I'm going to track them down. So I tracked her down, and I worked with her privately, intensively for a number of years, and we made some headway. Um, Our work together was derailed by me needing to be in hospitals for surgeries, Um, but we did make some headway. But the most important thing that happened with all of that was that I healed my relationship with my body. Now, after my injury happened, it was like there was two halves of my body. There was the, the living half, which was the upper half, and then below the paralysis, it felt like it was dead. Like I was carrying a dead body around with me. and it's very disconcerting. And it kind of kept me in a level of shock to a degree. interesting. and uh, and so I worked through that shock through doing the continuum movement practice, and I reconnected my entire energetic body so that I could feel completely whole again. And I find a lot of people who have disabilities, Will kind of live with that trauma for the rest of their life. And um it, it happens with people with disabilities, and it happens with people who are able-bodied who just happen to have some kind of trauma that they're holding on to from their childhood or whatever their adolescence. People live with that stuff. they they mm-hmm. they They carry it with them through their entire lives, and they don't even know like they, they'll feel like, oh, my life just isn't as fulfilling as I want it to be. and I want to feel more empowered, but I don't know why I don't feel empowered. Well, the reason, reason is, is that people are carrying trauma inside of themselves. And when I discovered that there, there was a way of releasing trauma through connecting more deeply to the body, that became my focus.
0: That's awesome. So you really mm-hmm. took you really took certain elements that you felt aligned your, your your body your mind and of course your spirit and kind of inserted it into you know zen warrior training and uh you exactly. basically you're just disseminating this information out there and trying to help people not just people that have issues you know that are that you know maybe have injuries that have stopped them from doing certain things in their lives but i guess your your entire message goes to anyone that's going through any difficult times in their lives
1: exactly exactly um I've 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 only worked with a few people who actually have physical disabilities. Most of the people I'm working with have invisible disabilities that are based on their mindset. And it's the same process. It's the same process of uncovering whatever that unconscious stuff is and moving through it and shedding that trauma so that people can live in an empowered manner. And uh yeah, I I find that you know a lot of a lot of people a lot of coaches will work on a purely conceptual level which is still very useful but i find working with the body including the body with all of this is so important because then it integrates then the stuff that you're talking about actually integrates more people can access a deeper deeper levels of their truth by working with their body and mind as opposed to just working with their mind
0: all right, Sam, to talk to me a little bit about how you feel about our modern-day society, where you have young individuals, you know, starting, you know, in the neighborhood of, you know, 20, 25 years old, and they're coming up, and their mindset is very, very weak. I'm talking to the point where, uh, you know, we have safe spaces in schools, and just just that type of mindset, which is absolutely contrary to what you're teaching you're teaching to you know what (laughs) step up to the plate and uh, exactly i'm gonna
1: have a lot of clients coming up here in the next generation (laughs) (laughs) that's
0: good for you because you know and I'm, i'm glad to hear that because anyone that's willing to step up especially you know the millennials and the younger generation that is willing to cultivate a strong mindset i am all for it yeah tell me what your opinion is i mean i'm I'm just curious to get that yeah
1: i i have a i have a a lot of different feelings a lot of different opinions on this matter and um yes i would agree completely we are weakening our children by the way that we're raising them and it's really hard to see Uh, i don't have kids but i i look around me and i see parents raising their kids where i'm like oh my god if I had been raised like that, who would I be today? I would be, you know, had I gone through the same circumstances but been raised like that, man, that would have crushed me. I would have been dealt a, probably a, you know, mortal blow by what happened to me. So I thank God that I was raised on a farm by some pretty resilient people who basically, you know, encouraged me to just overcome my stuff and not get, you know, not be a victim. And, um, yeah, I, but so I, I see that happening and it, it, it concerns me very, very much. I also see that there's a kind of, uh, on the other hand, there's this sort of optimism that a lot of these young kids have that I think is very useful. So it's going to be interesting to see how the optimism meets up with, um, the lack of resiliency. And um, what ends up happening as a result of that, because you can have all the optimism in the world, but unless you develop a resilient body and mind, you're still going to get crushed by the world.
0: Oh, I agree. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, this show is all about that mental fortitude. It's all about building that warrior spirit. And, uh, you know, one thing, you know, being a police uh, officer instructor also at the academy uh, you know, in the police academy, I, I, I'm seeing the trend where the mindset continues to get weakened almost like every year. It just, it, you know, it seems like the new recruits that walk in to, you know, to these programs expect something so much different. They feel that instructors might be hard on them. And I look back and I'm saying, man, a decade ago. You know, those instructors were hard. When I went through the police academy, those instructors were hard mm-hmm. compared to what we're doing now and what, you know, the state has us do. And it, it, it's not, not even in the same ball game. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my question here is this to you. So how do we make a change as a society here? How do we make a change? Like the, the people that you coached, I'm sure there are some of them are parents. I mean, what do you tell them? What's the what are we putting on the table for them to start growing and to start fostering and cultivating this warrior spirit, this warrior mindset?
1: Yeah, great question. Um it's really all about discipline. you know it's it's all about um, disciplining your mind to be as present as possible. That's my take on it. And if you're thinking about stuff that happened in the past and you're relating to yourself in that in some kind of past construct, or if you're getting stuck and thinking about hypotheticals in the future, you're really not present. And so, bringing yourself into the present moment means bringing yourself into the native strength that's inside of you. Getting outside of these past and future projections and into this pure state of potentiality, basically, which is our presence. Now, that's both a peaceful place to be and it's also a very powerful place to be. And so but it takes an an extraordinary amount of discipline and training to actually be present because for most people they're caught thinking about the past and the future all the time. They're not really dealing with what's in front of them. And then they go into some kind of like emotional reaction around things that aren't the way that they're supposed to be. Well, who said things were ever the way that they were supposed to be? That is the absolute most fundamental aspect of any kind of suffering is thinking that things should be different than how they are. Hell yeah! And, and so I had to go through many, many years of training with having to accept the way that things were rather than be in conflict with the way that things were and thinking that they should be different. Now, most people don't have that level of training that I have in that area. And so their minds are undisciplined. Their minds are are caught up with, oh, I should have said this to so-and-so, or, well, I really hope that tomorrow, blah, 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 all this stuff going on, all these mental projections that aren't actually serving them, because they're not actually connected to their power when they're in their mental projections, when they're just in their thoughts about the past and future. So... My take on all of this is that the most empowering thing that we can possibly do is train our minds to be as present as possible, to, so that you can really hit the target that you're looking at that's right in front of you versus thinking about some target that you may have missed in the past or um, you know, that you're hoping to get better in the future.
0: Sure, sure. Who was your mentor growing up?
1: My mentor growing up Hmm.
0: Somebody that you looked up to, somebody that kind of aligned your life and, and kind of, you know, built it, that base for you.
1: You know, I, it, it might sound a little bit cheesy to say this, but I feel like my mother was my greatest mentor. There you go. Because she was just, she was a badass. My mom was a badass. Like, just incredibly resilient. Um, incredibly ethical, and um, incredible. And she had incredible, and she still does, has incredible integrity. My dad, too, there's, there's this energy that my mom had. Um, she wasn't religious, she wasn't spiritual, but she had as deep integrity as anyone who anyone could possibly meet. And, uh, and she was highly resilient, too, just an extraordinary woman, still is.
0: So talk to me a little bit about your adventures. You decided to step up and start being an adventure man. Talk to me about that.
1: Yeah. So um, back when I was in college, I, um, I started to, well, I was always an active outdoor guy. I was a skier, snowboarder, et cetera, my entire life. And when I was in college, I decided to get into outdoor adventure leading. And I, I did a A semester with the national outdoor leadership school and learned some mountaineering skills and that type of thing. And like I said, I started to do these, uh, long bicycling tours for teenagers, including the one across the U S that I did right before my injury happened. And so I really got the spirit of adventure inside of me and always have. And, uh, in a lot of ways that actually cultivated it played a big part in cultivating the mindset around my present situation, where I approach my challenge from a state of adventure. Like this is not this is not something that happened to me. This is something that's an adventure that I'm on, basically. So now I'm taking that sort of adventure-style mindset, which is something that I had cultivated long, a long time ago, and applying it to just real-world situations. You know, you can be having an adventure no matter who you are and no matter what circumstances you're, you're in, you can have an adventure being someone sitting in a cubicle under fluorescent lights in some corporate office that can still be an adventure, um, despite what people may think about it. And it's just a matter of how you see what you're going through. Are you seeing yourself on a hero's journey or not? Basically, um, or are you just kind of going through every day with this sort of, oh, well, it's just another day sort of mindset, you know, which is ultimately very self-defeating.
0: So you said your adventures and, and your outdoor adventures specifically kind of built some of your mindset that you that you have currently. Would you agree with me when I say that to all men out there? Go outdoors, experience nature, take a breath outside of an office, take a breath outside of the house. It's oh, going to fortify God, yeah. you,
1: man. My God, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if I would be doing any of this had it not been for growing up in a rural environment and having a lot of time outside because that's where sanity is. That's where you can drop all the illusions of who you are and who you think you need to be, and you can just be with nature. And you know that's that's the Zen part of Zen warrior training is just being with nature, being yourself with nature without all of the bullshit that people carry with them on their in their day-to-day lives. And when you can tap into that, there's something so serene and so powerful about it. Uh, just breathing the fresh air taking a hike you know activating your body in nature is incredibly important
0: absolutely and uh to go along with that you know the the air outside sometimes it's so much healthier for you uh you know you're inside and you're breathing air-conditioned air all the time i mean go out there you know pump your heart move your muscles and one of the most difficult aspects of, of, of the newer generation now is, yeah, while some of them do work out, it's the whole video game and the whole, you know, watching social media and TV and locked into those four walls step up. Out, yeah, Go out exactly. there, man. I mean, it's, it's exactly. unbelievable how people don't get that sometimes.
1: Yeah, exactly. And even a lot of the people who do work out, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's great, and a lot of them are just doing it so that they can kind of impress themselves and impress other people, you know, by having good muscle tone or whatever, as opposed to really fortifying their system, fortifying their energy and their mindset, which is a whole different way of working out. So yeah, there's it's it's all about the approach. You know, you can do the same kind of thing, um, multiple different ways. Yeah, you, know, you can either work out in a way where you're trying to impress yourself and impress others, or you can work out in a way where you're just totally fortifying yourself. And yeah, the video game thing is a whole other thing. I I, I don't know you know i don't know what to say about the video game thing it's it's uh, it's sad the amount of time that people spend in front of screens of various sorts you know I, I don't know you know losing losing an entire generation to things like candy crush saga or whatever the hell the right. thing is on face i mean it's like are you kidding me Like this is your one opportunity to be alive and you're going to spend it in front of a screen doing this bullshit.
0: I think we had a, one of the last metrics that came out in 2014, you know, kids under the age of 18 were spending nearly 50 to 60 hours a week on social media and video games. (sighs)
1: Unbelievable.
0: (laughs) That's that's a hell of a lot of time. Incredible. So, all right, let's switch hats a little bit here. What advice would you give, okay, to our listeners here, men specifically, when they're in a rut and they feel like they're victims, they feel like the world has got their balls and just squeezing them so tight that they can't move?
1: Yeah, yeah. So my advice is to neither suppress or react to the energy that they're feeling. And this is something that I work with everyone on doing. Men are used to basically doing one of two things, either getting really pissed off and angry because they can't contain the energy that they're experiencing. They can't contain the feelings that they're having. Or they uh, go to the other side and they suppress Feelings. They suppress all this stuff. There's all of this kind of wounding that they are, if they've taken on unconsciously, and they kind of suppress it and just kind of push it down. And they figure, you know what? I'm just going to be a man. I'm going to blah 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 blah, and I'm not even going to look at this. I'm just going to suppress it. Now that just leads to a future reaction. All that suppressed feeling. All that's doing is creating the circumstances which are going to lead to a future. Outburst or a lifestyle of outbursts. So rather than suppress or react to the feelings inside your body, the disciplined warrior learns how to notice those feelings, honor those feelings, but not become consumed by them so that the feelings can actually digest the way that they're meant to digest. Nothing is permanent. And when you're in a state of having these intense feelings, it can feel like things are permanent. It can feel like, oh man, this is, my life sucks right now, Uh, you know, whatever, I'm going through this divorce. My life sucks. Well, no it doesn't. You're just creating your life sucking. That's what you're doing with the feelings inside of you. And so the question is, can you focus on having the feelings, breathing with the feelings, Staying connected to yourself, not suppressing or reacting to the feelings so that the feelings can digest and so that you can get clarity about what the next step forward is. And that next step forward isn't going to reveal itself as long as you're experiencing either suppression of feeling or reacting to feelings. You're just, it's not going to reveal itself. The mind can't actually look at what the next step forward is when there's some kind of reaction like that going on
0: very cool i mean absolutely i mean that that's very deep i mean it it's in the end is it, there's a has to be a balance of your body and your mind and of course your spirit and you have to understand where each fits in your life and someone like yourself that has been through very difficult circumstances in your life, and I'm sure that you know there are days that are rough and you know you kind of put your head down, but your spirit you know keeps you through uh, and pushes you through so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know it, it people don't understand the concept, especially um, men don't understand the concept and I don't know if you agree with me Sam, but of that there will be better times you might be going through hell now, but if you can persevere through this there is a light shining at the end of the tunnel.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. The light's right in front of you constantly. and um, it's just a it's again, it's a matter of knowing what to do with feelings. That's really all all it is. Feelings are just an energetic flow. and we can feel when we feel certain blocks, blocks to feelings, like that we've had to basically we're we're unconsciously in the past, we've decided that we had to block feeling because it felt too intense. That then becomes problematic because we still live with those blocks on a day by day, moment by moment basis. And something will come along undoubtedly, inevitably, something will come along and it will point out those blocks because life is responding to the circumstances that are going on inside of us internally. So we're going to get triggered by the stuff that we haven't dealt with. And so when you get triggered by stuff that you haven't dealt with and you start to go into that place of, man, this really sucks. Well, that's great. That's actually a great place to be. Yes, it does suck. It's not meant to not suck. The reason why it sucks is because you're actually dealing with the block that you have. And it's only through dealing with the block that you have that you're going to remove that block. You can only shed a, a block if you actually digest that block. Otherwise, you're just going to reinforce that block. Otherwise, you're going to tell yourself that something should be different, your life should be different, da, 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 and you're going to repress that feeling and reinforce the block. So, In my mind, it's all about removing the blocks, getting them all out of there, dissolving that stuff, and dealing with challenge as a, like, welcoming that challenge. Like, yes, good. This sucks right now. Good. That's an opportunity to deal with something on a deeper level.
0: Very good. Very good. Talk to me a little bit about discipline. You mentioned it earlier. um, And what can you Give, just give a couple of things that our listeners can do to start instilling discipline into their life. I mean, we talk about this day in and day out, you know, through different guests that I have, through different podcasts that I directly do. We talk about discipline, but everyone has a little bit of a different approach. Give us yours.
1: Yeah, well, I would say one of the top things that you can possibly do is start to, a practice of meditation. Now, a lot of people look at meditation as kind of a woo woo thing. Like, you know, why the hell would I sit and just, try to focus on not thinking or whatever. What, like, what the hell is that going to do for me? That's not going to help me to become any more resilient and so forth. It's actually, that could not be farther from the truth. Meditation is not woo-woo at all. It's actually the most powerful skill that a person can develop. And the reason being is because it helps you to stay focused on what is happening in the present moment, rather than going off and letting your mind drift in all of these directions. Most people's greatest weakness is not their body, it's not their circumstances, it's the fact that they haven't trained their mind to stay focused while just being. Their minds just go all over the place, start thinking about donuts, start thinking about their wife, start thinking about their kids, blah, 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 all this stuff. Just a bunch of stuff that's not actually useful, it's not empowering. So the practice of meditation is a discipline to practice being with what's happening right in front of you in every moment and being with the change that's naturally occurring in every moment. And letting yourself sync up with that, letting your internal rhythm, your internal timing sync up with this more expanded awareness of the present moment and training your mind to get out of that habit the habitual thinking of just going all over the place. That is probably the most powerful thing. No, it's definitely the most powerful thing that anyone can do to develop discipline, just disciplining their own minds. And if you haven't disciplined your own mind, there's nothing else to, there's no other place to go. There's, it's, everything else is a non-starter, basically. I mean, you can you can go to the gym every single day and work out for an hour a day, and. Still, have a mind that is so weak that it's constantly wandering all over the place and thinking about all kinds of stuff that doesn't really matter and worrying about hypothetical situations that you know and all this stuff, or thinking about some kind of conversation that you didn't like in the past or whatever. And so, disciplining the mind is the key. That's great, yeah.
0: And uh, I'm with you 100%. I mean, my studies of uh Zen. I studied uh, Zen for many years, and, and one of the most difficult aspects of uh, Sazen, which is uh, seated, mm-hmm. and, and we hate to call it meditation because it's really just the clarity of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's even when you start off basic, very basic, and you start counting your breaths. I mean, the bottom line is most people can't even get to three or four, but without having thoughts. Coming into their to their mind right. into their brain and it's just a but like you said if if you can work on that yeah. and start clearing your mind yeah man you open up tre- tremendous tremendous pathways
1: absolutely absolutely. You know, absolutely absolutely and and for those who are not experienced with meditation one thing that I frequently find um, when people are just getting into it is they have this notion that they are supposed to not be thinking. And if they're not thinking, then they're not doing it properly. And so they're actually thinking about not thinking there. That's just more thoughts, which is, it's a, it's a trap. It's the mind just still doing what it tends to do without any kind of self-awareness. So I always say, don't try to not think. Your mind is going to think. You have not trained your mind to not think, and your mind will have thoughts. It's the nature of mind is that it creates thoughts. But the practice is really about observing those thoughts as they come and go without losing yourself to the thought, without letting the thought drag you off on its own journey, and then suddenly you're like, totally zoned out and you're not connected to your breath and you're not connected to your body anymore. And so it's just a practice of coming back to the breath and the breath serves as the ultimate, um, vehicle for this awareness primarily because it's empty space. You can just be living in the empty space of the breath and in that empty space, you're just pure presence.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, this is a, We're right on this. I mean, this is something that if practiced properly and if you are committed to it, it'll discipline you in ways that nothing else can discipline
1: you. Exactly.
0: Sam, talk to me about your mindset when you get up in the morning. Give me a little bit of your morning ritual.
1: You know, these past few months, it's been a little bit different because, uh, like I said earlier, I've been going through a pressure sore, which has forced me to actually lie down a good part of the day. I've just started sitting more. Um, So these past few months would not be the best uh, example of what my normal morning ritual is. Uh, But typically, um, assuming that there's nothing going on that I need to treat on my body, um, I wake up around six, get to the gym by you know, a little before seven, uh, get myself an hour of workout in, uh, condition myself right off the bat. It's I think it's really important to get that physical exercise right off the bat in the morning. And I also do some breath work as well to really activate my body on a on a cellular level. Uh, the breath work. I don't know how many of your listeners are familiar with Wim Hof, the Iceman. Uh, but that's it's testament to the power of breath. The power breath can can help you to control your mindset and get and and literally like Wim Hof uses it to control his internal body temperature. It's extraordinary. And so I I incorporate breath work with uh my workouts and I also incorporate meditation as well. So that's a part of my daily routine. And uh, and then I get to work with working with clients and um, and just bringing my energy through and and mm-hmm. I notice the quality of my every session the quality of the session is directly dependent on how much I'm living at my edge myself. As long mm-hmm. as I'm living at my edge and pushing my own growth and self awareness, it's going to have I'm going to have amazing sessions. Now if I if for whatever reason, if there's a day where I'm not feeling on my edge, I'm it's gonna I'm gonna feel that in the sessions that I do. So I'm constantly working on pushing my edge and being uh, right in the right in the unknown, getting in that comfort. Like you don't want to be in the comfort zone. A lot of people are searching for the comfort zone, and the comfort zone is not a good place to be because the comfort zone means you're like repressing a lot of stuff (laughs) in order to try to feel comfortable. And so it's instead, it's like leaning into the edge, like leaning into the unknown and going, all right, I don't want to be totally uncomfortable because then I'm going to be useless. Uh, I'm just going to be a ball of nerves. But if I'm leaning into my edge just enough, then that's where you want to be. You want to be just uncomfortable enough that you don't know what the hell is going to happen in the next moment. You're just totally open to whatever happening in the next moment. That's when you know you're leaning into your edge, and that's when the quality of your presence and your work can really take off.
0: Good stuff, Sam. Good stuff. All right. Uh, we're kind of short on time here, so what I'm going to ask is a question that I ask all my guests. And... It's very simple. What is your definition of a modern day warrior?
1: My definition of a modern day warrior is someone who is willing to face every aspect of the what they have created, what their what their minds have created in the world. And facing every aspect meaning having the emotional intelligence to be able to take responsibility for one's entire experience and finding that focus to be able to take that and then engage with the world from that place of focused awareness and create meaningful impact in the world. Now, most of us are not going, a lot of people are not going to be in a literal war on a literal battlefield some people have been but that's not the that's not the common trend the common trend is is needing to have that warrior mindset that focus and presence and that full responsibility for one's experience and then applying it in the day-to-day realities of their lives in their relationships and their work and really honoring one's personal integrity so that you can honor other people's personal integrity, too. You know, that's, I think, something that is a, a warrior value is really you're on a team in life. You know, you've got a battalion in life. You've got, a, you've got a team that you're working with. The more you can be connected to your integrity, the more you can be focused on other people's integrity the more that you can do together. And I think that that gets really lost in the modern day world because people are living this very isolationist type of lifestyle where they have maybe, you know, one or two close people in their lives uh, and they're just kind of struggling to get along, but they're not actually living in a way where they feel like, you know what, I'm part of this battalion. I am a warrior amongst warriors. And that's another thing that I think a modern day warrior does is they seek other warriors. You have to seek other warriors. You have to seek people who can support that journey because you can't do it alone. Just like you can't go into a war with you know by yourself and expect to win the war. In the same way, you can't expect to win, win life's battles if you're not Using your team.
0: Absolutely. And I'm with you, man. I mean, the support network around you of other warrior minded men that will, you know, boost you up, drive you forward, and help you through difficult situations, man. It's you're spot on that. All right, Sam, where can people reach you?
1: They can reach me through my website, zenwarriortraining.com. Uh, you can email me at Sam at zenwarriortraining. Uh, Presently, I have a few slots available for private clients. If any of your listeners want to engage with me in that way and I can take them through a six month total transformation program where we take whatever challenge they're experiencing right now, we turn it around, completely find the silver lining of the challenge so that they can free themselves of the challenge and live a more fulfilling and liberated life. So that's, a, that's an opportunity for a few people awesome. uh, if they choose to engage in that way and uh yeah do you have any uh, social media at all i do i have all the social media facebook.com slash zen warrior training mm-hmm. twitter is at zw training uh, instagram is at zen warrior training and uh i try to keep all those updated awesome
0: so what i'm going to do is i'm going to write these links uh on our show notes uh so when this podcast gets gets released uh my guys could go there link on you know link up and uh, you know give you a shout for sure. make that connect. perfect
1: so- sounds good.
0: All right, Sam, listen, it was a pleasure having you on, and certainly we'll have you on again your your mindset is is very strong and uh, I'm certainly on point with you know everything you talked about and um, if there is anything at all that we can do here for you man, we know we're with you. we're a brotherhood of strong warrior minded men.
1: Thank you so much, Rafa. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on the show. And and I will extend that invitation to you as well. If there's anything that I can do for you, please just let me know.
0: Awesome, my brother. Sam, stay safe out there. Good luck to you.
1: Thanks, Rafa. Take care.
0: Shabam, <laughs> as my daughter says. What a great conversation with Sam Morris. Remember, these principles are so important because you can implement them into your daily life. Drive that inspiration into what you do and take these actionable steps. Remember, check us out at Facebook and Twitter and, uh, of course, Instagram at Man of War Podcast. Also, if you want to get the show notes for this particular episode, go to manofwar.live forward slash MOW forward slash one nine. Also, don't forget to go grab your brand new manual, free manual. It's titled Strengthen Your Warrior Spirit at ForgingAwarrior.com forward slash manual. And of course, do not forget to take a good look at our brand new documentary. You're going to love it. Motivational, inspirational. It's all about brotherhood at forgingawarrior.com forward slash warrior film. Last but not least, go check out the warrior development program at forgingawarrior.com. Two bucks gets you in for the next 30 days. Until next time, remember, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory.